Beef Wash Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Cautions for Cattle Grazing, Frosted Forages. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Troy Walls, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator based in Custer County. Thanks for joining me today, Troy. You're welcome, Aaron. Glad to be here. Well, Troy, for parts of the state, we've already had a freeze, and for other parts, that freeze will soon be coming. And when we see cattle grazing some of these forages, in particular annual forages and alfalfa, a freeze can affect that plant and actually present some challenges for producers who are grazing that in terms of increased risk to the cattle. Share with us some things that producers should be thinking about and be aware of if they have cattle grazing either alfalfa or maybe some annual forages during this time and we're going to experience a freeze. The three main things we think about when we have cattle grazing these forages are bloat, toxicity, and nitrates. Of course, anytime we talk about alfalfa, we always think about bloat whenever we're grazing alfalfa. And when we're grazing alfalfa in the fall, we still have to worry about bloat, especially during those first three to five days after alfalfa has been exposed to freezing temperatures. And frost may increase the incidence of bloat by rupturing plant cell walls and this leads to a high initial rate of digestion, which in turn increases gas formation in the rumen and of course increases bloat. So in general, when we think about bloat on alfalfa in the fall, the risk will only be minimal after we see a significant portion, and that's about 50 to 70% of that alfalfa top growth being frozen and dried. And we see this fall freeze down and alfalfa is a slow process with many freezes over several weeks. And the time it takes to reach that point where 50 to 70% of the alfalfa top growth has been frozen and dried, of course, is going to depend on the severity of the freezes and the amount of standing alfalfa. So I guess kind of to sum that up, you know the risk of load is going to be very low when your alfalfa is all brown in the fall and winter. Troy, as we think about some of these other forages, in particular thinking about some of the sorghum sudan or sorghum sudan hybrids, prussic acid around the time of freeze can be a risk and share a little more with producers on some things they should be aware of with that. Yeah, prussic acid is hydrocyanic acid or cyanide. And of course, we know that can be deadly to animals. And sorghums contain cyanogliosides and they also contain a certain en enzyme. And when that plant cell gets ruptured, either by chewing or freezing, those two chemicals mix together and that causes prussic acid or cyanide. And so anytime we're grazing sorghums, whether that's forage or grain sorghums, sorghum sudan hybrids or sudan grass, some of these conditions like frost may cause that livestock to be poisoned by prussic acid. And like I said, when these plants are damaged, we see that cyanide production. And plants that are frozen may release these high concentrations of prussic acid for several days. And after that plant wilts down, prussic acid release from the plant tissue declines. Thus, we always recommend that you should remove your cattle right before frost when you know one's coming and then wait five to seven days after that frost to turn your livestock into these sorghum species to graze. And also we need to think about when those tops have been frosted, you're not going to get any more growth at the top, but we start to see some new shoots regrowing at the base of those plants. And these 
this regrowth can be very high in prussic acid. So do not graze your frosted sorghum or sedan species regrowth until that regrowth is 15 to 18 inches tall for Sudan species and 24 inches tall for sorghum species. And I guess that the, another option is to wait several days after that entire plant and all those shoots are killed by subsequent frosts. And when we think about sorghum species, they contain the highest amounts of prussic acid, while Sudan grass generally has the least amount. And then we see our sorghum Sudan grass hybrids have that intermediate amount of prussic acid. And also just keep in mind that prussic acid production potential may increase with high nitrogen rates. So if you fertilized heavily, you might see a little higher prussic acid potential. And then the other question people always ask is about pearl millet and foxtail millet. And pearl millet and foxtail millet have not caused prussic acid poisoning and prussic acid has not been found in these plants. Troy, if we think about these sorghum sedan or sorghum sedan hybrids, and we have a real hard killing freeze, something that kills the whole plant, how many days do we need to wait before it likely would be safe to go back and begin grazing? Essentially, the prussic acid is highest right after that frost, and those chemicals have mixed together and formed cyanide, and it kind of decreases over time. You usually say it's safe to wait five to seven days before you go back into grazing. Of course, the longer you wait, the less risk there would be. The other risk that you mentioned in the article is nitrates. And whenever a plant is stressed, there is the potential greater risk of having some nitrate issues. Uh, share with us a little more about how this can be a risk tied to freezing and some things we should pay attention to. Right. And as you said, anytime we interrupt our plant growth, whether it's by drought or hail, but we're going to talk about frost right now and that it interferes with that normal plant growth and it can cause nitrates to accumulate in plants that are still growing. And the plants we typically think about are grasses like oats, millet, sorghums, and Sudan grass. And frost may damage, reduce, or completely destroy the leaf area of that plant. And a decrease in leaf area limits the photosynthetic activity of the plant. So nitrates absorbed by the roots are not converted to plant proteins. And instead, nitrates are accumulated in the stem or in the stalk. And just testing that university has done is if you see high nitrates are present in the plants, when they undergrow a total killing freeze, that nitrate level is going to remain high in those plants over time and it's not going to go down. So as we think about that kind of scenario, if you're thinking about grazing something like that, uh, it's probably worth it if once it's frozen to go ahead and get a sample and, and know what you have and have it tested again that's going to be a little bit challenging in a field type situation, which would be different than if you're looking at hay. But I think just being aware of what's there and then also being able to think through what management options are available to you if that's the case. Yes. Yep. When, when in doubt and you think there could be high nitrates, the recommendation is to test and then you can proceed from there with whatever management practice will be best for you, for your animals. Troy, as we think about risk to livestock grazing, frosted forages, anything else that you think should be just kind of forefront in people's mind as we enter this time of year when we're going to have freeze? No, just think about if you're grazing alfalfa, think about that bloat. And if you're grazing sorghums or sedans, think about prussic acid. And if you're grazing any small cereal grains or sorghums or sedan, think about possibility of nitrates. And like we talked about, test for nitrates. And even if you've cut some of those 
grasses for hay, test that for nitrates also so you can be safe and not lose any cattle. Thanks again for joining me today, Troy. You're welcome. For more information on the content that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find additional information on this topic.